Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And uh, before we get into the podcast, per usual, uh, we just want to give a shout out to uh, the content that is available uh, for people to check out uh, in the network. And, you know, the cool part is Spotify and specifically, Bryce, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they're making the ratings a little bit easier. Uh, to be able to go, if you want to say, Hey, you want to give a four or five star, it's literally, it's like you pull up the podcast, uh, you click on it. And then one of the first things that it gives you now is that four or five star rating. It's not a a terribly confusing process. So whenever you want to, you know, get done with an episode or, you know, say you've been a listener for a while and you just want to give that rating, please do not be afraid to do so. I know Spotify is making it easy. I know Apple uh, has pretty much changed, you know, done it the same way. Uh, but you know, however you do your podcast, however you listen to your podcast, uh, please, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. The more ratings, uh, the more that it can open up for other people to listen, uh, from there, uh, man, we got, we got Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes talking NBA. The NBA is finally back. I can actually be able to sit there and recognize each guy on the roster and I can actually know who's playing in a game now. That's, that's kind of cool. And then, then, then you've yeah. got the, uh, the divine Ryan who is still on their uh, kind of figuring out what they want to do as they scope out the year. Uh, Zach Griffith and, and Bryce Shetty. Bryce has basically been, kind of uh i don't even know i would describe it temporary co-host for zach right now as as he yes yes in this series um of of the boba fett uh show and 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 it's you know on disney plus and you know it's kind of twisting in all of, of of the good stuff that's coming out of that uh so do not be afraid to take a look at that and without further ado bryce uh you know what a week uh in terms of what the, these games gave us, I mean, some blowouts, no question. Uh, some were, uh, you know, competitive, but, you know, at the end of the day, Bryce, I, you know, I, I wasn't buying the, Hey, you know, it's too much football. I mean, give me a break, man. I mean, I, I mean, no. I don't know how likely it is Bryce that we're going to see, you know, as many blowouts or whatever you want to call it uh, in the next couple of years. I think the seven mm-hmm. seed thing works, but, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on, on just the way the playoffs turned out so far? Um, no, I think I think it's good. I think it, I think everything um, was fine. Maybe maybe not extended to Monday night. I don't know about that. I, I wasn't in love with it. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to a wild card weekend, not weekend and a weekend day. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking for a weekend, please. So I wouldn't mind getting back to that. Um, Good wild card weekend. I mean, a lot of things played out the way we thought they would. Um, you know, that we expected some close games in certain games, and those ended up being close. And there were some that we expected to just, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, it, it, we got a little bit of both. I think next week is going to be really interesting, though. Yeah. And, you know, I, there's a lot, of, there's some good games to watch, obviously. And, and then there was some that were just, that weren't that good. So let's just, let's get through the games that just didn't appease us, price. It, it just didn't do a lot for us. Uh, and I feel like when you start thinking about that, at least in my opinion, uh, that's Pittsburgh at Kansas city, <laughs> Kansas city, pretty much taking care of business. And, and nobody was necessarily uh... shocked by this. Um, but, you know, let's start from the Steelers perspective because the Steelers, 
you you pretty much you were kind of sorta uh, making a threat in the first quarter after Watt got that touchdown. I was like, oh, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Chiefs really figured it out in the second half. But if you're, I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, it more likely Ben's retired. He's gone. He's not there. I just, I, I'm watching this game, Bryson, and I'm having so much thoughts of, do we just overrate this roster? Like, is this roster overrated? I think this roster's really overrated. Like, I, don't I, think know. We, I don't know that it's, thing. I don't know that it's overrated. I think it's undermanned. Um, I mean, they lost a lot this past off season. Um, I feel like that was kind of the time to bl- to blow it up and just cut your losses, right? But but Ben insisted on coming back. Um, I mean, you lose Bud Dupree, uh, you you sign Melvin Ingram, that didn't work out. Uh, your offensive line is in shambles. You lose a lot of guys on there. I, I don't think it's an overrated roster. I think it is definitely undermanned, and it's been undermanned all season. But again, that just speaks to the job that Mike Tomlin did. You know, we, we've, we always hate, we'd like to hate on Mike Tomlin here and there. Um, but at the same time, he's never had a losing record and he got his team in the playoffs with a lot of luck. So I, I don't think it was overrated. I did, it, We knew what was going to happen. We, we all said it. Uh, Chiefs were going to win by 20 and they won yeah. by 21. Yeah. We knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. This is a walk in the park for Patrick. Patrick Mahomes was 30 of 39 for 404 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, we knew we knew it was going to happen. We knew it, and yeah. th- that's what happened. It's an undermanned roster. And you know, Bryce, I, as I'm watching this game, and I, I also think to myself, you know, a lot, a lot of the analysis coming off of this game is, all right, well, you made the playoffs with a, you know, maybe a top twenty-five quarterback this season. If you go draft one or add a veteran, it takes your ceiling to another level, and. I really don't know if it does. I don't think that it does for the Steelers. I think they need to reevaluate their offensive line because it got killed. I think they need to reevaluate the secondary because as far as I'm concerned, Joe Hayden's got no business being a reliable starting cornerback in the NFL. And, you know, this front seven, I think has certainly got the talent, but it's, it's really not going to matter when you're in situations like they are where they're getting completely outscored. They're, they're getting completely uh, outcoached. And, I mean, for the Chiefs, I mean, this was what we said, a, a, a kind of a game where, I mean, really it felt like a warm-up. I mean, I hate saying that, but it did. Like a warm-up for them. It didn't feel like that they were having to go too deep in their tricks. Uh, they, they picked their matchups and they attacked. Um, you know, Bryce, when I look at it from the Chiefs perspective here, yes, they took care of business. But what I'm encouraged by is the fact that they were able to get production from guys like Nico Hardman, from guys like Jarek McKinnon, from guys like Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson. And Bryce, that's what's going to take the Chiefs all the way this year. That's what's going to take them. I do not think it's just going to be because of the stars that we've been typically used to. Defenses are starting to, I wouldn't say they're locking them down, but it's like you got to get these other guys involved. And I think that is the takeaway for me when I look at this Chiefs win is that they did that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. And, and how quickly we forgot about Jarek McKinnon. 
Sure. I know he had the injury and that was kind of an underrated signing for the chiefs, but he's got experience and that showed in this playoff game, he had 12 carries in the rush game. And then he had six receptions on six targets in the pass game. And he did something with, with just about every touch he had. Um, I, he's been with the 49ers. He went to that suit. He was part of that Super Bowl team um, that lost to the, to the chiefs, right? It was the chiefs, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they lost to the Chiefs. So, I mean, he's been there, done that. Uh, and and while, while Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out, you know, he's going to step in and, and take that take that role. I mean, you would think Daryl Williams, who has just as much experience as Jarek McKinnon um, in Super Bowl games. But, I mean, McKinnon, they like him a lot. They like him a lot. And, and they used him at the end of the regular season and saw, you know, okay, this guy's really productive. I think we should work him into the offense more. I think that opens yeah. things up. Um, because Robinson and Pringle and Hardman weren't doing, weren't giving the production that that you might have thought you were going to get this season i agree but now but now you see it all working in motion um and then they start messing around having travis kelsey throw touchdowns they're reaching in their bag they're showing look we're, we're dangerous we're we're innovative still patrick is being patrick again um in case you forgot who we are we are the kansas city chiefs and we do have patrick mahomes right. so that was a flex. This is a flex game. I agree. And, and, you know, if they're going to get Clyde Edwards Hilaire back, I say, you know, I was, I was watching that and I was like, well, they might get him back next week. And, you know, I, I, I think I'd rather stick with McKinnon. I was about to say, I think I'm sticking with McKinnon next week. I think I'm when he's, I like it. What I like it. He was, is the best running back production that this chiefs team has, has, you know, I think they're, they're getting the right stuff out of their guys. I think they're getting what they need. I don't think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is that much better than what they already have. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things where I'm not trying to mess up 12 for 61 running and six for 81 receiving. And I'll be curious to see what Kansas city does in that regard. Um, Bryce, I, I mean, defensively, you know, obviously when you only have to cover Ben Roethlisberger for three yards, because that's, that's how far he's going to throw it. Uh, that certainly helps a defense. Uh, absolutely. But how can, what did you see from Kansas city on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, you know, as, as moving forward, things that you're encouraged by. I mean, they got after the quarterback, they did get some sacks in this game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you saw anything that was like, oh, wow, you know, that's different. But just because this this def or this offense is so miserable, uh, I think limiting Najee Harris to 29 yards on 12 carries, it, it, that's a W. That's a W. Now, Pittsburgh was playing behind, um, so they had to throw a lot. I mean, B- Big Ben threw it 44 times. So, I mean, if that tells you how the game went. Um Juju Smith-Schuster out there basically being a decoy. I know he had five catches for 26 yards, but that, that's not doing anything. Um, he's just out there to be out there, which is fine. Yeah. So I, I didn't see anything where I was like blown away unless you saw something different, but I wasn't absolutely blown away. I still no. think they have holes on that defense that can be exploited. And, and next week is going to be a – it's going to tell the story. It's going to tell the story. 100%. I think that's the key. Uh, you know, I think if they could come out there and, and show a, a kind of performance on the defensive side of the ball that can make you uh, not have as many questions, then that's what's going to be there for them. I mean, even though they, the Kansas City Chiefs have not been what they were offensively the last couple of years in terms of the big play and the excitement, 
Um, I mean, they're still a top five offense. They, they were still a team that nobody denied uh, can take it on anybody. So my, my, my thing is, you know, if the defense can be able to make some plays against the bills and show some promise and I just, that's going to be very, that'll be awfully difficult for teams to match up against. And that kind of leads me into uh, the Buffalo bills against the new England Patriots, um, which, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, I mean, Bryce, we, a pounding Mahomes through Mahomes had that incredible game. Uh, but Josh Allen, the day before that game said, how about I do this? And, and I mean, you know, stole the show. I mean, he, he stole the show and took advantage of the moment. Um, 47, 17. Let's start off with the bills perspective here. What a dominant win. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this avenges the, the awful Monday night weather loss where Mac Jones only threw it three times and they still won. Um, this was a leave no doubt game and Buffalo didn't stop pouring it on. In fact, they had this game won by the fourth quarter and they still poured in 14 points. Just, that, just as a little parting gift for Mr. Belichick to think about in the off season. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I love pounding it. I love just absolutely demolishing this team and running up the score. I, I have no issues with it. I have no issues with it whatsoever. And Josh yeah, Allen was, was, yeah. was basically perfect. Mm-hmm. 21 to 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he got it done on the ground too. Six, six rushes, 66 yards. Um, I thought Singletary looked good in this game. Yeah, yeah he did. He looked very good. Uh, Dawson Knox, where you been? I'm glad that you finally to show, uh, decided to show up after my fantasy season. That's great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, so that's, that's cool. Um, but Caleb, I, I told you this last week. Yeah. I said, I, I told you, I said, Buffalo's going to win big. Yeah, and I told you, I think Mac Jones is—he's been exposed. His rookiness is showing, and it showed in this game. Yeah, don't don't give me the garbage time touchdowns. Okay, don't don't. No, don't, I don't either. Yeah, don't I do agree. that. No, I'm looking at the two interceptions that he threw uh, before in the first half beforehand. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how you weren't able to get the run game going. Damian Harris, 30 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, 27 yards. They had 17 carries between the two of them. It's not great. No, it's not. It's not great. And and that defense got got absolutely slaughtered. I guess you could say that where New England won this game is that Stephon Diggs had three receptions for 60 yards and didn't score a touchdown. If if you call that a win, which I don't really, because you can't guard Dawson Knox, apparently. Right. So. Right. Now, dominant in all three phases for Buffalo. Well, and I just think, Bryce, it, you know, one of the things you and I said in the beginning of the season um, that some in this network didn't like, but I, I don't I don't care. I, we were right at the end of the day. All of these signings from Bill Belichick in the offseason were straight panic. They were straight panic to try to get that team. See, I was low on get, that. I didn't believe it advanced it, to get advanced quickly. But Bryce, when you think about what happened? Let's, you know, when you look at a guy like Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, second highest paid, second highest paid, or pardon, third highest paid player on the team. Hunter not Henry, great. one catch, 30 yards. It, it, it's Donna not Smith, good. Where are you at, dude? New England, what are you doing? He is the fifth high. I mean, like I, when you follow the money in the NFL, Bryce, follow the money in the NFL. It shows you where they should value their team. 
It shows you how they want to. And Johnny Smith did nothing for this team. No, he did not. What a horrible contract and, and pathetic decision from the front office. And, and when you're looking at this game and I'm paying the tight ends when I'm paying them, are you serious? And Nelson Aguilar, $14 million captain, <laughs> one catch, 18 yards. Uh, my joke, my joke price is, you know, everybody says Aguilar. I, I say Agahu, Agahu, Agahu. He's, he, you know, this is a team that, uh, to me, th- this is a team that showed. Uh, Bill Belichick is a, a great coach, but my gosh, you, you, you decided to rush into this with signings and things of that nature, and you were so scheme dependent that you didn't have individual players who could beat you. Plain and simple. Damian Harris is the best offensive player on the Patriots in terms of their skill players. And Damian Harris finished with nine carries and 30 yards because I don't think Damian Harris is bad, but he can't be the best player in your offense. No. And he can't be the best player in your offense. And schemes, you know, Buffalo Bills are used to your schemes. They're used to your schemes. Yeah, they play you twice a year. They play you twice a year and then they get you again. And, And not to mention... You know, Bryce, I don't know if you were listening to some stuff I saw on NFL today uh, or Instagram page. It's like Jordan Poyer is just sitting there. He's like, are we just going to let New England get all cute on on us before the game? Act like they're just going to come in here and win. Did see that. There's no question the Buffalo Bills wanted to go after these guys. And you know why? Because they got better players. They're managed better. They're a better organization. It's not about Josh Allen and Bill Belichick. No, it's a better organization, top to bottom. And as far as I'm concerned, the New England Patriots better hope that the Miami Dolphins don't get a quarterback. Because if they get a quarterback and that defense plays like they can, New England's going to be third, third in that division. Horrible loss, embarrassing loss to the Patriots. Embarrassing. Next up. And and I, I think I think this is a game, you know, when you're looking at the AFC tight game, first game of the first game of the entire playoffs. Uh, was that Cincinnati and Raiders game. The Raiders, uh, you know, pretty much all year, I basically snoozed on them. I said they're not a playoff team, and they made the playoffs. And and the Bengals won 26 to 19. Um, we'll start it from the Raiders' perspective. Um, you know, a lot of moves, obviously, uh, have been made since this loss, Bryce, particularly with Mike Mayock. Uh, they're going to look into, uh, you know, the coaching surge. Maybe Basachi is not there, uh, but Derek Carr has also been like, hey, you know, I want Basachi here. Um, I mean, Bryce, what do you do after this? What's your plan after this loss? Because, I mean, it was somewhat close. And, and, and at the end, they had that drive of a credit Jermaine Pratt for that pick. What would you do if you're the Raiders right now after this loss? Well, I mean, first you got to, you got to fix your, your, um, your staff, right? You, you let go of Mike Mayock. So you have no general manager and it's up in the air. What you want to do at head coach. Um, here's my prediction at head coach though. My prediction is Basaccia gets it, but he's not the guy. And unfortunately they're going to have to learn the hard way because here's the thing is if you don't give this guy the head coaching gig, you're going to be ridiculed for it. You're going to be hated upon mm-hmm. unless you land a big fish. And that big fish is Jim Harbaugh. 
If you if you do not go with Bisaccia and you land anyone else other other than Jim Harbaugh, you're going to be ridiculed. But in my opinion, I think it's a good move if, if they don't go with yeah. Bisaccia. I don't know that he can do it. I think I think the Raiders were playing inspired. Yeah. Um, I think they really rallied around this team and that roster. Right. But now they have an offseason to go home and think about it. Yeah. And to get over it. Yeah. And I and I don't know that Basaccia is the guy. As much as I hate to say it, I like Basaccia. I like the gesture of writing handwritten notes to each individual yeah. player. I absolutely love that. I love the clip of him and Zay Jones. I don't know if you've seen that, Caleb. Um, if you haven't, I, I would I would say go look at it. It's it's just it's cool, man. We gotta remember that these are still people at the end of the day. Yes, they're athletes, yes, they get paid millions of dollars, but they're still people. Yeah. Um and then you got to fix the general manager, right? I, I think I think with Mike Mayock out, um, I think Derek Carr probably stays in Vegas uh, because Mayock was was the biggest guy that that was had question marks about Derek Carr, and it's an absolute joke. He had question marks. I agree because Derek Carr has done nothing but make plays for them and will them to the playoffs. Absolutely. He's been, he's been the focal point of, of, of that Raiders team. When you think about the Raiders and how they make the playoffs, it's Derek Carr made plays. And I got a firsthand look in that Colts game. He made plays. Yeah, he did. It's as simple as that. Um, I mean, this game did have a little bit of controversy in it. Caleb, um, I'll be honest. I was watching this game at B-dubs, um, where I didn't have any sound. Fair. Did you hear a whistle on the Joe Burrow touchdown? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally, totally, totally. I mean, they, they, it, it, it definitely, uh, it, it probably, it definitely needed to come back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but you know, I, I, as much as people want to get onto that, um, Bryce, I, I really think it, I don't know if it would have changed the actual result. I mean, I just don't. I, know. I agree with you. I agree um, with you. And the Raiders still had a chance to tie or win yes, the game. They did. Yes. They still had a chance. Yes. And, you know, Boger is out. Uh, Zach's probably happy about that. Boger's out. Yeah, probably. Out there. Referee uh, crew. But, oh. but, you know, if I'm the Raiders, um, man, you know, I, I, you know, the Mayock situation and the thing that I've really noticed and studied and heard is, you know, he didn't, he wasn't the one making those top round picks, Bryce. John Gruden was. And John Gruden, when you look at what, They've done their, you think about Farrell, they pick Farrell. What's he done? Been a rotational pass rusher. You pick them special five. teams, special teams and, and then rugs and Arnett. I mean, obviously, uh, but you know, people, <laughs> we have the tendency to think the general manager makes those picks. I feel like both but of them were involved. Though. I think they were involved, but I'm saying, I think, but knowing that Gruden had the final say, I think you have to look at it differently. You know, when you're looking with the Raiders, you know, most of like that Hunter Renfro pick, that was very much Mayock, the Max Crosby pick very much Ray, you know, Mayock. I think he was a solid general manager, but I, I Bryce, I, I just, I agree with you. I think they're going to bring Basaccia back, but I think it is, it will be, I think it's got a real chance to be a dumpster fire by the middle of the year. I agree with you because it just, it doesn't, it's not a shot at Basaccia. It's just, I mean, let's look at some of the other firings that just happened. You know, when you have a general manager and when that general manager has been there for a long time and then he brings in a head coach and they don't come in together, it normally doesn't work. 
you, you, that relationship is so semi. There's a oh, reason. That's a good point. There's a reason, Bryce, that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are great together. They're great together. They trust each other. They, that's, there's a vision that both of them had. They didn't have to go in. You know what I'm saying? Multiple different. They didn't have, you know, Reich didn't have a general manager in Indianapolis before Ballard. It was just those two together. Right. And the list goes on. There's other examples like that, but I think it is going to be a situation where they bring it back and they're going to do it because they think that it can keep the quarterback happy. And I agree, Bryce. I think it's, I think it's a quick little dash of hope and that's, that's not going to cut it. And, and, you know, Derek Carr, I think he needs to consider looking at options. Uh, you know, I, he's been looking to do the, you know, there's been a, talks of, you know, teams looking to pursue him uh, and I, for obvious reasons, a, a gamer, no question. Uh, Josh Jacobs is able to get it going for them. I think that's encouraging. Waller's coming back. Riffle's coming back. It's a good core. Um, uh, but one of those things where I just don't know for Derek Carr, if it's worth staying around and for the Bengals, uh, Joe Shiesty, baby, Joe you know, Shiesty. This is, this is a game where, you know, it's it, it's that step they've needed to take as a friend. It's a step you want to take, right? I think, Bryce, um, you know, if you were, I mean, obviously we don't have like a source there, but I would have to think if we were like, hey, what was the big expectation? Probably getting to the playoffs, maybe. Just taking it above five. Because this Probably. team was top five, top. This team was not, they were, they were not great in the last couple of years. They were picking high up in a draft. They were not executing those top picks. Now... Here they are getting over that 500 mark and then getting to the plus and then winning a game and having it at home. Um, huge win for them. I, I like what this did. I think that their game plan was terrific. They exploited the Raiders defensive schemes with Jamar Chase and who's and who's I'm at a, at a fantastic game. A fantastic game. I think I think the Cincinnati Bengals are getting it from a lot of different players, and that's going to be good as they head into next week's matchup. I like that they won the game, Caleb. But I was texting you during this game. Dude, you can't you gotta finish drives. You have to finish drives, and it almost yeah. came back and bit them. Yeah. Against Tennessee, they gotta finish some drives. Totally. Because if you can get them behind, you have a pretty dang good chance to win. Absolutely. So if you get touchdowns, you turn, let's see, they, they kicked four field goals in this game. Yeah. Four. If you turn two of those into touchdowns, maybe even one, maybe even one, one to two of those into touchdowns. I agree. It's a totally, totally different game. Totally and I think, different. I think it helps them against the Titans too. So I think that's where some of the inexperience uh, came in. Um, this is an interesting matchup next week. I know we're going to preview them, so yeah. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Well, but and, and against it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very fun. I like what they were able to do. I thought the offensive line was decent, but only got sacked twice. Um, mixing 50 yards. It's not bad considering the success that they're able to have with getting the ball. To Jamar. And, and Jamar Chase was unguardable. I mean, you know, yeah, there's literally. not a lot of he old, always open. You know, I think he's still of, open. Yeah. 
just not a lot of overthinking there. If you got a guy that's just taking over the matchup like that, you just go ahead and do so. And with the Bengals, man, I think defensively is where I'm I'm the most encouraged, Bryce. I mean, you give up 19 points. That's not you will take that all day, every day against a playoff offense. I do not care who that playoff offense is. If you give up 19 points, that is strong. And this is a defense that changed a lot here in the last man, you know, last year or so, right. They committed to going after guys in free agency and, you know, Trey Hendrickson had that huge play for them to get that fumble Uh, guys like, you know, Wilson, uh, Logan Wilson had been really steady for them. I I just look at this Bengals team and I'm thinking, man, if they could continue the improvement on defense, um, what's to say they can't go into Tennessee and win that game. Uh, I, I think that's going to be really fun to dissect with you, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're giving picks later, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And next up, uh, you know, as we continue uh, the talk to the playoffs, uh, we'll, we'll do uh, another blowout uh, just to get it out. And we'll look Tampa and, and Philly. Oh, Lord uh, almighty. You know, Sirianni, Bryce, your, your, uh, your, your guy uh, a couple years ago, your Lord. offensive. He, he, uh, he, he looked oh, Lord. <laughs> he, he, it was like, you know, Bryce, it, it's almost like if, uh, you know, somebody uh, was playing 2K and they were on rookie mode and then all of a sudden the playoffs made you shift to having to play in Hall of Fame mode because that's what it felt like. Everything was impossible. Everything, it felt nothing was able to get going till late. Um, you know, Aikman was bashing everything because he didn't think they were taking advantage of what they could do. Um but to give them credit, they made the playoffs. Um, they they were able to fight fight their way in there, and I have to respect that. But man, this was a a you, you didn't like this game from the well. I, no, I mean it was thirty one to zero the entire game. I mean the Eagles scored all fifteen of their points in garbage time. Um, literally could get nothing going offensively, and honestly, that Tampa Bay defense isn't that good. Okay, well, it's not. Yeah, I agree with that. They're not. Um. And then Brady just could get whatever he wanted. I mean, they finally used Mike Evans as something other than just a red zone threat. Thank God. Um, there's not a lot, a whole lot to say other than we predicted this, the Bucks easy win. Um, no shock there. It was like a warm up game for them as well. So the one question I had for you is, does this game change your opinion on Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback? No, it really doesn't. And in fact, I know um, Howie Roseman had his exit interview today um, and and he said Jalen Hurts has earned the right to be our 2022 starting quarterback. And I like that. And I think that gives Jalen Hurts a vote of confidence because I feel like there were some points in the season where he had to look over his shoulder when he really shouldn't have. Yeah, he really shouldn't have. I think yep. that was I think Sirianni was just trying to figure figure stuff out. And some of it was really bad. And then some of it was really good. I mean, here's the thing. Nick Sirianni was the only rookie head coach to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that says something. That I mean, they were nine. They finished yeah. the season nine and eight. It's a winning record. Right. Right. Yeah. No question. I mean, so, I mean, I don't know what, what else you want. Right. I mean, we, you know, this was not, you probably, you know, kind of grade the, Hey, you know, rookie coaches that hired, how would you rank him? I, I would not have Nick Sirianni as number one on that list. I know that. Uh, and certainly he uh, delivered uh, by getting his team in the playoffs, taking that step 
And, you know, with the three first round picks price, they're going to be able to do a lot. If they want to address some perimeter help at wide receiver, mm-hmm. they want to be able to address some defense. Uh, they're going to have the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, I think one so. Pers- I, I, I agree. With- I think you should get off her as a 22 quarterback. I think he is the guy who got to take advantage of three draft picks by filling around him. And then from the Tampa perspective, uh, Tom Brady was absolutely uh, excellent. He was excellent. He, he, he was absolutely excellent despite the, you know, the, the sacks, the wharfs injuries, the things of that nature. Um, you know, I, this is the type of game that I think Brady would want in the sense if he was throwing the ball out quick, guys were making plays off the catch, a lot of yak. Um, I think that's what we have to see from Tampa if they're going all the way. Tom Brady, Bryce, is not going to be able to throw the ball just gigantically down the field because of how he's going to want to get the ball out of his hands, especially if these injuries affect them next week against LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, agree. I mean, it, it's going to be, that's going to be a fun, interesting matchup. Um, yeah. I mean, the Bucks that they just took care of business. I mean, that's what we expected them to do. That's what we expect a hall of fame quarterback to do. That's what we expect a top tier head coach to do. And that's what they did. 100%. They need Leonard Fournette back. I think if they get him back, that's a gigantic difference against the Rams. I think he went through walkthrough today. Yeah, which is massive. That's 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 massive. And that's secondary. That's secondary. It didn't play good. Um, it didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. It didn't. Um, if you watch that game, there's so many times Devontae Smith got open and Dallas got open. And, and he just missed him. But, I mean, there is no He'll question. get better. He's going to get better. There is, there is no question Matthew Stafford will make them pay for that. And he'll make that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, Tampa's going to have to be a little better on pass defense, in my opinion. Uh, Bulls just basically pressured the crap out of Jalen Hurts. Uh, was able to go with a lot of robust coverage. And I think against Matt Stafford, you simply cannot do that. He will no. make you pay. Uh, so, we will see what that looks like next week as we continue to move on through these games. Next up, uh, you know, a matchup that I, I thought, you know, when, when we were looking at Monday night, uh, Cardinals and Rams. Cardinals hot in the beginning of the season. Uh, looked like a team that were really, and, and certainly they, you know, they had a good stronghold, it felt, uh, within the division. Uh, and they really, you know, tailed off uh, the loss to the Colts, things of that nature. Um, and I, I mean, that performance, we'll start with the Cardinals' perspective. That performance uh, was absolutely atrocious. Uh, I just do not buy. I, Bryce, I, you know, a lot of people are just like, well, it's it's their first playoff game no, with no. this core of people. But I'm sorry. I mean, I can't have 11 points. I cannot have two interceptions with my number one pick. I cannot have 28 yards and 19 yards from Edmonds and Connor, respectively, in the ground game. This is not a good performance, and it's got to be on Cliff Kingsbury to make adjustments next season. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I I think it's on Cliff, yes, but this team is nothing without DeAndre Hopkins. You see how much of a focal point um, and centerpiece to that offense he really is. And we were seeing that at the end of the season. Arizona was struggling, um, especially in the past game. Uh, defenses had a really nice contain around Kyler Murray, and and the Rams did the exact same thing. Kyler Murray only ran the ball two times for six yards. 
He didn't have one of those patented, I'm going to break off 40 yards right here. You can't catch me. Ha ha ha. You know, it it wasn't even like that. Uh, This was total and utter domination by the Rams. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals need to go back to the drawing board. AJ Green, zero catches, ain't it? No. Ain't it? No. And you're not guaranteed that Zach Ertz is going to re-sign with you. I agree with that. So they need to figure it out. And they need to figure out quick. Otherwise, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be out of a job. Yeah, no, 100%. This is a team that has a lot of questions because, I mean, Bryce, there's like (laughs) creatively, um, man, you got a guy like Rondale Moore. He did a lot in terms of rushing. What the actual heck um, are we doing in terms of, you know, not getting more activity in the ground game? reverse concepts, make th- making things a little trickier for defenses in motion. Um, and Bryce, I just, I mean, I know what you're saying with DeAndre Hopkins, and I agree they are a different team, but one receiver should not make this big of a difference. I agree you with gotta, you. You got to look in the freaking mirror next year and realize that, you know, Bryson, you experienced this as a Colts fan, and I guarantee you that if we had a Cardinals fan on this, he'd say the exact same thing. That offensive line better get fixed. That better get fixed because that offensive line has been God awful since he has been the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Rodney Hudson is a good piece. He is a good piece, but you cannot rely on him for too much longer. You can. He's on the older side. I'm not trying to take a shot. He's a great player, but you've got to surround him with better offensive line pieces next season. Cardinals better work on that in the draft. They're going to have to get production. Bryce, we didn't see Collins play at all for the Cardinals defense, their first round pick. You can't have, you can't have that. You can't have that. If if you're a team that wants to go in the right direction, you got to get young pieces, exciting pieces. This roster at this point is a limitation and a limitation that has to be fixed. Steve Kime, has to he's got to nail it this year if he doesn't nail it this year i don't understand how bidwell could sit there and have him another year i don't get it see i'd I'd say i think kimes i think kimes got to watch it too bryce because this to me to me they have lacked any sort of legit um i was hearing about this on athletic show it's like they have to figure out how to get some depth in that team they're just too dependent on on a couple stars and none of those stars are 25 years old outside of Kyler. J.J. Watts getting on the older side. Good player getting on the other side. Chandler Jones, older, getting on the – DeAndre Hopkins. you got to have some young talent there. And I think the Cardinals showed their lack of depth. And then you look at the Rams, Bryce, and that's, that's all they showed all game. They showed – you know, people, they dominated this game by just pure depth. They, yeah. kicked, they kicked you in the ground. They kicked the Cardinals on the ground game. They go out, they sign Odell Beckham, and Odell Beckham reminds people that Baker Mayfield sucked. My Lord, Odell Beckham and, had a good game. Like, this is this Von Miller. Von Miller, you know, hello, he's still a star. You know, the Rams are heading in the right direction. 
And, the, and honestly, Bryce, they're the complete opposite of the Cardinals. And, and, and the sad part is the Rams have less draft picks. The Rams have, you know, it, it, it's if you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But this team has better depth than the Arizona Cardinals. It's unbelievable to me. Uh, hey, man, I like what the Rams did. Matthew Stafford only threw the ball 13 or 17 times. He completed 13 of those passes and two of those were touchdowns. Uh, I thought Odell Beckham, uh, I know he only had four, four catches, but I thought he was good. Um, I mean, he even, he even threw a pass for 40 yards. I mean, that's everything was working for the Rams. And, and I figured the Rams were going to win big. Um, I, I felt like that was going to be an easy win for them. I felt like they played with a lot of emotion. Uh, they played inspired. Uh, they were excited about their big plays. Um, and then you got the Sony Michelle Cam Akers duo, which if, the, if that's what they're going to produce throughout the playoffs, uh, yeah, teams that better watch out. I mean, you look at it and you're not like overly impressed. Like Sonny Michelle had 58 yards, Cam Akers had 55. But we're talking about two backs here, right? Two physical running backs that, that can just grind you down. They can run clock. They can get you down the field, get you uh, on third and short. They can get you first downs. Um the Rams are a dangerous team. I told you, I think the Rams are going to be dangerous once they get in the playoffs. They solve the Odell problem of we just need to force the ball to him. No, 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 no. We don't need to force the ball to him. We'll keep hitting Cooper Cup on his out routes and his slants and and hit, use his speed. And then we'll set up Odell Beckham Jr. We'll make him our our uh, our, our go-to weapon in the, in the red zone, right? He, he's really good on those short slants. And he's really good on those fade routes. That that's where you use a skill guy like that, and it works. Oh, it works. It works against the Cardinal secondary too. It, it's going to work on that secondary. It'll work against and any secondary. And and Bryce, I mean, if you're going to double Cooper like that, which you know I understand, no, go for would, it. Go, go, I don't understand. Get, yeah, then you're going to get paid by Tyler Higby and Van and and I just yeah Van Jefferson take the top off you real quick. Yeah, he, I mean, and he, he only got one target, but it was 41 yards, and you know that he's absolutely somebody Because you, you forget that. about him. If you forget right. about him for one play, he's gone. He's gone. Off the races. Stafford looks for him. It's not like he ignores him. So, I mean, they're, they're trending in the right direction. Um, personally, I think they're trending in the right direction out of any NFC team, uh, in my personal opinion. Yeah, and, and, I right think, now, yeah. and I think that they are, are looking like a legitimate threat. Um, because when Bryce, when you're getting the production that you are getting, um, you know, obviously the stars played well, uh, but man, I'm looking at guys, I'm looking at players, so many different plays in this game. You look at what, you know, long was able to do come in, get that interception. You look at what this team just knows how to make the big play when they need it. And you can't teach that. You can't teach them. They know how to make the big play. They know how to get it done. And I just, moving forward, uh, Tampa has got their hands full with Jensen. I mean, I understand Jensen was back out there in the game, uh, but there's going to be some questions there. Uh, and Worfs, if he is out of this game, that is, that I, give me the buck. Give me the Rams, like no hesitation, uh, because that's going to be something to keep an eye on as the week uh, progresses mm-hmm. next up uh the cowboys and oh, the Niners. Lord. Oh, Obviously, Lord. A game that 
you know, people were looking towards oh, the schedule. It's like, well, no, no, you're being cordial. You're being cordial. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, defeated the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not going to start with Dallas. I'm going to start with San Francisco. They won the game. They got the upset. So let's talk about it. From San Francisco perspective. Um, what did you see from this team? I mean, like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo played. I think, I think. People have overrated Jimmy Garoppolo's performance. Uh, I oh. think it came down to – I do. I think it came okay, down to Debo Samuel right, was fine. really – I think Debo Samuel was really good. I think Elijah Mitchell did what he needed to. And I think that, you know, their defense was able to hold Dak Prescott into really difficult situations. And oh, that's, that's the bread and butter to that team. Then let's get into it. Well, no, let's get into it then. Okay, so fine. Jimmy G game managed this game. He did exactly what he needed to, and he made the plays when he needed to. Yeah, was the pick bad? Yeah, it wasn't great, but we've seen several quarterbacks make that type of play before. Okay, let's not act like I agree. this was, a, a, you know, the poorest interception you've ever seen in your life. I agree. Okay, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, what, the, what I saw from the Niners was this was a team with a plan, and, and Kyle Shanahan is a man with a plan. Sure. That's what I saw in this game. Um, yeah. He stuck to what got him there, which is, all right, we're going to pound the ball with Elijah Mitchell. We're going to give him heavy volume. And then Debo, we're going to come, we're going to, we're going to give him a change of pace with Debo and he's just going to dance around you. And, and they executed it properly. And I really liked what I saw out of Brandon Ayuk as well. I thought his route running was crisp. Yeah. I thought his yards after catch were, were great. Yeah. Um, if that's a, I know he's out of the doghouse, but if he need to get out of the doghouse, that's the game to do it. That type of game that he put together was great. And then defensively, they were just tough defensively. They had five sacks total and a sack and a half from Charles uh, Omanihu. I don't know how you say that. Who was cut by the Texans, a young pass rusher, just cut, cut for no reason, and picked up by the Niners. And they found a diamond in the rough there. Yeah, Nick Bosa was looking really dominant at the beginning of the game before he went out with the injury. Uh, I mean, he looked really dominant. He was dominating uh, Lyle Collins, absolutely dominating him. I agree. So, and that that was really encouraging. So, if he's back uh, next week, I mean, they're going to need him against Aaron Rodgers. 100%. They're going to need him. So hopefully he's able to play. Um, but this just looked like a really well executed. Like if Kyle Shanahan could plan a game, I think that's what it looks like, honestly, to, to win in the playoffs, to win in the playoffs, you execute the run game. You get your, the ball in the hands of your playmakers, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel, and they made enough plays to win the game. Simple as that. Yeah. I, I think the Niners, defensively obviously created havoc against the Cowboys offensive line. There's no question about that. Um, you know, I agree with you, Bryce Collins, uh, rough outing, Connor Williams, horrible. Connor Williams, horrible. I would argue Connor Williams should not have a starting job next season. That's how bad it looked. And you look at what the cow, you know, you look at what the Niners are able to do and it's not like, I know what you mean, Bryce. Obviously Bose is that, that leader Armstead's that, that nice rotational guy. But when you can bring in Charles Menehu, when you can bring in Samson Ebicam and you bring them fresh like that, it's so difficult to stop for any team in the National Football League. And that's what they're able to do on a consistent basis. And 
Rice, another guy I think that really stepped up that's getting healthy for them is Emmanuel Mosley um, with 10 tackles, 10 solo mm-hmm. tackles. He's giving him something in the secondary. You're having to see a lot less Ambry Thomas, and that's exactly what San Francisco 49er fans want to see. And, you know, with Ayuk Rice, I mean, you know, there's games he's had statistically that have been better than 66 yards, but I think this was the best game I've ever seen from him. This was the yep. best game I've seen in terms of, you know, sometimes the stats can be awfully deceiving and, you know, it doesn't tell you everything in terms of impact. His 66 yards were gigantic impact. And that's exactly what they need. And George Kittle, you know, he had 18 yards in receiving. It was not a game where you sat there and were like, wow, what an incredible game. But his block, his willingness to do what it took to win the game, you cannot underestimate that in the playoffs and the mentality that you got to have and that the way that Kyle Shanahan is building this roster. Uh, but next up to Dallas Cowboys and Bryce, I just need you to let me go. Okay. Uh, right. Mike, Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, dude, you are the reason you lost this game. That play call on fourth down with 15 seconds was an absolute joke. You are a joke. Mike McCarthy absolutely deserves to get the sack. He is no business coaching the Dallas Cowboys next season. He's done. This team is too talented, Bryce. This team is arguably the best roster in the league. They should not have only been in one game. They just shouldn't have. And you can and you can make that you can make the argument, Bryce, that uh, Kellen Moore is the one who's calling the play. Kellen Moore is the one who's designing the offense. Yada 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 yada. Okay, but Mike McCarthy in those type of situations, I guarantee you. He's got the final say on the play. I guarantee you. So miss me. Miss me with the offensive coordinator being the one that makes a call. The head coach should be able to recognize time management and time awareness. And Mike McCarthy just doesn't do that. He's never done that. He's never done that. And and at the end of the game, and at the end of the game, Bryson, even today in press conferences, he's like, you know, I mean, I know what I can bring. Uh, you know, I've won Super Bowls and uh, and I've won playoff games. Yeah, you did because you had the most talented quarterback in the league. And then when he, you left, Aaron Rodgers became like four levels better because you didn't limit him. And the Dallas Cowboys are limited, Bryce, by pathetic head coaching. And two candidates that are in the building are going to leave. They are. I mean, I know, Bryce, you've got some things about Kellen Moore. I want you to get into this, um, but I do believe that he'll get hired. And I do believe that Dan Quinn will get hired. And so then you're having to retool your staff once again. And Mike McCarthy is still your top guy. It's a joke that the Joneses are not doing anything about it. Well, I, I totally agree with everything you said. I mean, Dallas shouldn't have lost this game. You're at home. Um, this is probably one of the more talented rosters that you have. One of the more talented staffs that you have. I think it is. I I don't want to hear Kellen Moore and head coach in the same sentence anymore. Um, he's not ready. I don't think he's ready to do something like that. And it shows in this game right here and and towards the end of this regular season and and what the play calling was. Um, I think it's an absolute joke that, that, uh, CD lamb had one catch, um, on five targets. I think that's an absolute joke. Uh, you, that just doesn't happen. Um, I don't care if Zeke was that hurt, then don't play him. Don't play him. Tony Pollard was doing just fine. Uh, uh, Clement was doing, Corey Clement was doing just fine. You have capable running backs. Okay. Zeke doesn't make that much of an impact when he's that hurt. A torn PCL obviously is, or partially to whatever you want to say. 
obviously it was affecting his performance this season. And it was clear and obvious. You just weren't forthcoming with it, which is fine. You do, you do you, but this is an embarrassment. Trayvon Diggs got absolutely exposed uh, by Brandon Ayuk. Um, and, and I think it's a joke that Trayvon Diggs is, is all pro. I agree. He's not, he's not all pro. No, he's not. He's not. No, he's not. Randy Gregory had some of the most brainless penalties uh, that gave the Niners for, uh, first downs, especially at the end of the game. Uh, Just absolutely brainless. They had 14 penalties as a team, uh, which I believe eight of those led to uh, either first down for the Niners or they retracted a, a positive or first down play for the Dallas Cowboys. It shows undisciplined. They weren't ready. They weren't mentally prepared to win this game. And this is the same old story with the Dallas Cowboys year in and year out. If they make the playoffs, they lose the first round. <laughs> Every year. Fine. Every year. And, and they had no reason to. San Francisco is a team that we've said all season, they are not to be trifled with. If you mess around with them, they will beat you. And that's what happened. They came into your house and they beat you. And in fact, they gave us a great photo op. Trent Williams walking off the field with the Dallas Cowboys fans, flipping him off. What a great photo. Yeah, it was. What a great photo. Yeah, it was. Trent Williams taunting them. You know, he wanted to. Former Washington football player. Uh, you know, he's seen the Dallas Cowboys his fair share amount, probably got his butt just, kicked by him multiple times. I mean, you you know, th- this is a team, Bryce. I mean, just the game plan is atrocious. C.D. Lamb only having five targets is atrocious. It's atrocious. You got to be more creative with him. Uh, one carry for five yards for C.D. Lamb is an absolute joke. Tony Pollard only having four carries is an absolute joke. Dallas Cowboys were absolute jokes offensively. And, Bryce, I mean, you have to sit there and wonder, like, this defense was incredibly turnover dependent and that's not gonna, that's not going to stay next year. It's not, it's just not, it's, it's not fair to say that you can't expect the turnovers to fall your way like that every year. Um, and that's what, I mean, guys like Trayvon Diggs, that's what he lived off of. And it's great that you can make interceptions and make big plays. There's a place for you to be a really good quarter in the league for that. But then you have moments like Darden Ayuk where it looked awful and you've got to look at this entire team and be like, okay, Randy Gregory's a free agent. You got Michael Gallup's free agent. You got pieces that you need to sign that are young, that are coming up on your team. And you got a lot of guys that I think you've got to consider restructuring, Bryce. I mean, you got to consider restructuring some of these guys. Marcus Lawrence. Make it work. The Marcus Lawrence and C. Kelly had have to be considered being restructured. This is a team that I just, I look at the Cowboys and I just go, they have the most talented roster in the league and they can't get it done. And, you know, I think a lot of people like to say, well, Jerry's not doing enough. Jerry is doing enough. Jerry is doing enough. Jerry Jones is the one who's putting that roster together. The problem is he's picking a coach that won't combat him. And they like that. Dallas wants that. You know, if you if the people that are viewing our podcast price can see what I'm referring to, but here is Jerry. Here's the front office, the Jones family in general, and here's that coach. They don't want the coach to be anywhere close to this. They want the coach like this. And mm-hmm. I think that's gonna limit them. I think it's gonna limit them no matter how talented they make that roster. And next year, I I I think they can still win the division next year because I don't think there's a team in the NFC East that's going to make them pay. Uh, and I don't really think that any of the teams in the NFC East are going to make a big move for quarterback. And maybe they have a chance to do it next year. But, man, 
horrible from Dallas. And anyway, uh, we'll get into uh, the games that actually have competent coaching. Uh, and like Mike McCarthy. And, and you know, I, I want to get started with a couple games that just really catch my eye in terms of uh, potential of dogs, did. upsets, things of that nature. Uh, but we'll start off with Saturday, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee, this will be a first time seeing Tennessee in the playoffs right now. Derrick Henry coming back. Um, you're at home. You're the number one seed in the AFC. Let's start from Tennessee. If, if, the, if you kind of said to me, how would Tennessee beat Cincinnati? What would that look like? If Tennessee beat Cincinnati, I think it has to be the best game that the Titans defense has played all year. And I think Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry has to run for 150 yards. Wow. Like for, like first game back, you think he's got to be yep. good? Yep. Wow. Wow. And he, he, what do you think about what you know Tannehill? You know, I, I think he's he's those he corners, moments. those corners, man. They're they're sharp. They're sharp. They're, they're, they're locked down, bro. They're locked down. Now I know. I look. I, I'm not discounting AJ Brown and and Julio Jones's talent. Sure, sure. But the thing about it is, is even though they have those talented receivers on their team, like Tannehill, I don't trust Tannehill still. And I don't, and against good secondaries, normally Tannehill and those receivers aren't good against good secondaries. They're just not. They'll, they'll go tear up trash secondaries. That's fine. But against good secondaries, and you now the Bengals have, they got to be sharp on the defensive side of the football. They have to be. Uh, I think losing Okanjobi hurts a little bit, but I, I don't I, I think do. that's a deal breaker. No, it's not. I hope Hendrickson's okay to go. I think if he's okay to go, I think that's a, that's a big P that's their big signing. That was their, that was their big fish this off season. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that's what it looks like for the Titans to win though. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, a team that is obviously beaten. Um, big time contenders all season long. Uh, they've they've been able to step up when the occasion matters, uh, and they will need to do so in the first game. But uh, you know, let's go to the the team that's kind of playing with house money in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Bryce, um, when I'm looking at this Bengals team, I think they got the threat to make a play anywhere on the field, uh, and that's huge. But I mean, when I'm looking at it from the Bengals' perspective, I think they got to get Joe Mixon more than 50 yards, man. That old line better be ready to play. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I get that that old line is not the greatest unit. And you're going to have to face the Jeffrey Simmons and the Nico Autry's physical playoff people. But, you know, that running game better be better than 50 yards, in my opinion. If you just do quick shot after quick shot, Bryce, Tennessee can eat the clock. <laughs> you might be able to score six or seven points, but mm. I mean, what do you think about what the Bengals are going to have to do? Because they're a team that's so explosive on the big plays, but do you think that the big plays can bite them against the Titans? If that no, makes any sense? I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so because um, that Titan secondary is the weak point. Um, I'll tell you, Kevin Byard isn't going to be able to give the safety help to three receivers, not to mention that. Uh, CJ Uzuma at, at tight end. And then Joe Mixon is a very capable receiving back. I agree. 
I mean, everyone is literally a threat on the field. Uh, and the, the weakness of that, of that defense is the secondary. And you have to guard – most of the time you, you have to really cover like one to two receivers. You have to cover three. Right. Right. You have to cover a speedster, um, and you have to cover a, a couple big wide receivers and then technical wide receivers at the same time. Right. And then you got to watch the seam because Uzuma can, can trickle down the seam wide open. Sure. And then Mixon, if you get him on a check down, he's got speed. He'll get he'll he'll pick up some yardage. So I mean, it's a very tall task for the Titans. I think they're going to come in with a good game plan, but is it enough? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's enough. And and I think Joe Joe uh, Joe Burrow Joe Shisey, uh, as he was trending on Twitter with those glasses after those dope looking glasses. Uh, I mean, he's as cool as cool gets under pressure. He can yeah. stand. He will stand in there. He will take the hit. He will make the throw that he needs to make. And I think that should Tennessee. They they want to be bullies, right? They want to be physical. They want to be dominant. They want to scare you. Well, I'll tell you what. You're not going to scare Joe Burrow. Mm. So if if you even give him time to throw, he can tear you apart. If you want to play zone, fine. Those receivers will find holes in the zone. You want to play man, fine. We're going to burn you with our speed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Big game for Zach Taylor. Um, I think is really how I look at it. You know, I mean, I think has your minds changed on Zach Taylor as a top coach, just, just as a good coach. Cause he was, he was the subject of a lot of get the sack candidates last season, even this season. I, well, I think he, he's, he's just adjusting to a young team. That's all it is. I mean, I think it was good that they did. But do you like year. it? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like top tier. If, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. But he doesn't need I'm just saying he doesn't he like need, him. But I like him. Yeah. I think he's been better okay. than I've certainly expected in year three. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we can talk about Burrow's development, but that's not happening without great coaching. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think Taylor has been very steady. And this is a game where I think he's got to really prove. Uh, and he's got a chance to really show that he can be in the top tier of coaching. Well, then uh, who, who you got? I my I, I like the Bengals. I, I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals I a lot. Of I like the Bengals I a lot. Too. And the reason I like the Bengals is because I think they got a threat for the big play. And I think the Tennessee Titans secondary is, is just, I think it could cost them. And I don't think you have to give, and, and you know, the way that these receivers on the Bengals can get the yak is, it's just, it's super special. And, you know, I think they've got a chance to do that. Um, and I, I just believe Joe Mixon is due for a big game. I don't know what it is. I've just got this gut feeling. I think he's ready for a big game. I think he's going to get it. And I like that for them. I mean, if he rushes for 70 yards, Bryce, lock it in. They win. Lock it in. Plain okay. And simple, lock All it right. In. All I right. think 70 yards, they went. If 70 yards, I like them to win. And I think that's what they're going to do against the Tennessee Titans. Next up, uh, as we move forward, the schedule, Bryce, a game that I think – um, you know, certainly people are looking at uh, for a potential upset uh, with San Francisco and Green Bay. Uh, you know, from the San Francisco's perspective, what's the key for victory? Um, I think it's just you got to continue to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and hope something good happens. Um, I know it was a popular pick to pick the Niners to, to potentially sneak in here and win this game. I'm going to say not so fast. And I'll tell you what, Vegas is kind of crapping on that too. Cause the line is green Bay by six. 
Um, and I'm kind of leaning that way. I just, I don't see, I, I don't see a path where the Niners win. I, I again, crazier things have happened. It's green oh. Bay. We know, you oh, know, sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think <laughs> their secondary isn't that good. It, the, no, it's it's going to be the Devonte Adams show. I, I give me, give me, give me 150 yards, two touchdowns for Adams. And with LaFleur back in business, I just think this is a game that they're really just going to show they're not what they were. They're not going to lose early, I guess is my point. Like early in the sense of they're not going to lose. No, yeah, I'm not buying that. Um, Would I be totally shocked if they lost? No. Man, I would. No. I'm shy. I'm, I would. I only reason the reason I do is because I think I, I've got, you know, I also think Green Bay's going to win my two touchdowns. I think San Francisco's just That's doesn't, fair. Uh, doesn't have enough. I, I think you, you know, I, I think they've certainly played with a lot of house money. I think they got the best matchup they could get uh, in the Dallas Cowboys and the way that they play and, and a credit to them for taking advantage of that. Uh, but I think Aaron Rodgers and his ability to make throws quickly out of the pocket, uh, is something that's not like Dak Prescott. And that's not a shot at Dak. I like Dak. I think Dak's top 10 quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is a different breed. Uh, he's a different breed in the playoffs and he's a different breed in a game where people are doubting the Green Bay Packers. And I think people are doubting the Green Bay Packers. So I think this is a game where he just kind of shows that dominance. The defense getting healthy is a huge deal and nobody's talking about it. And I think it's going to make a significant impact for them. Right. I mean, you know, Stokes has been legit for them in the secondary. But when you have a guy like Jair Alexander coming back and giving you number one cornerback play and Darius Smith giving you number one pass rush ability, it just changes your entire game. And people want to talk about the San Francisco 49ers pass rush depth. How about you check the Green Bay Packers pass rush depth? Rashad, Gary, and Darius Smith, that is a great duo. Uh, Gary has taken massive steps. And obviously, you know, what, uh, you know, people like Amos and Savage can bring as well. Uh, and I just think LaFleur is going to create a game plan off the bye that that's going to give them the advantage. Uh, give me Green Bay by two touchdowns. Next up, uh, Sunday, January 23rd. Uh, this is by far, Bryce, my favorite game. Absolutely. Not even close. My favorite game, two o'clock. Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is the most 50-50 game we have. I think you can make an argument that any of those teams – you know, in terms of the Rams and the Bucks can win it. So let's talk Tampa. You Tampa kicks the Eagles, kicks them, plain and simple, routes through, Worf's kind of banged up. If they get Fournette back, Worf's comes back, you know, relatively healthy Buccaneer team. Defense starting to get healthier. What do you think Tampa will need to do against a Rams team that you and I have been very impressed by the last couple of weeks. Well, I think it's bread and butter, right? Stop the run, uh, which, which they've been known to do. Uh, and I think you have to get pressure on Matthew Stafford. I think that's it because um, I mean, Cooper cup is going to get his Odell Beckham jr. He's a star wide receiver. He's going to make good catches. Uh, the way you limit that is you get pressure on Matthew Stafford, who isn't the most mobile of quarterbacks, uh, and you disrupt that entire offense. So that way Sean McVay can't get a rhythm and a flow um, to that offense and, and pick you apart one by one. So, and I think it does start with stopping the run, which again, they're known for. So if they don't stop the run, um, you know, it could be potentially a long day for the Bucks, who they've had issues on defense this year. Right. hundred percent. And, you know, when I look at a game like this, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
you know, I think Leonard Fournette's got to stay healthy. He's got to come back, man. I want to see them own the clock. Uh, I think that's my big thing. They've got to own the clock against the Rams. Uh, they've got to make sure that Brady and that offensive line continue to, to mow through. I don't think they should be throwing the ball 50 times or 45 mm-hmm. times. This is a game where Brady throws 30 times, 25 of 30, 200 something yards, a couple touchdowns. I think Gronk's got to get like 50. This is a game where you just got to be able to methodically beat the Rams, not just outpour like you did against the Eagles. Uh, and, and that's going to be something I look for on the offensive side of the ball, defense side of the ball. Um, it's on that secondary, man. That secondary is going to be the key to the win. If the secondary can hold up enough against that Rams receiving group, uh, they've got a great chance. And, and I think that they can really pressure Stafford uh, in this game. Uh, but, you know, they got to take advantage of some of those plays, Bryce, where, you know, it could be a little 50-50 situation where Stafford's trusting the receiver. They got to come up with an interception. And that's on guys like Jordan Whitehead and Winfield to make plays like that. And Carlton Davis cannot take his freaking helmet off after he makes plays and giving him yeah, giving the bonus 15 free. Okay. I, I, I think Tampa's defense is the big thing. And, and to be honest with you, I think Bruce Arians uh, has to be able to prove that he can come up with a scheme uh, that can beat the Rams. Uh, I think McVay's a significantly better coach than Arians. I do. And I think that, wow. you know, when you look at what Arians, you know, is, I think a lot of it has been, you know, a great staff. Leftwich and Bowles are, are great staff. I think Arians has to sit there and really dial up something uh, to prove uh, that, you know, to get this team over the hump. I think he's needed. Uh, and if people want to talk about him like a top tier coach, I think he's got to do it in this game. Uh, for the Rams, Bryce, I think this is a team, again, you and I have been very high on. We like what this team's doing. They're getting healthier. Uh, the defense is playing very sharp. Uh, it feels like they're doing whatever they want. And their energy just seems to be through the roof. Uh, such a relaxed, cool, fun atmosphere right now in L.A. Um, I think they recognize, I mean, obviously they recognize that it's in SoFi, the Super Bowl. And and I just think they're, they've got all this motivation and juice going for them. Um, for them to beat Tampa, what are the keys for you? Um. I think it. I think it's almost. It's dang near the same as the Rams, honestly. The, like the you same get as Tampa. Yeah. Or yeah. Sorry, the same as Tampa. I mean, you get pressure on Brady. You know that usually frustrates him. Um, I mean, he's thrown to a lot of young receivers. So I think if you know you, you blanket them pretty heavily um, with some of your talented corners that you have, I think that disrupts it. Um, you definitely have to watch Gronk for sure. I mean, that's going to be the safety valve. Um, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is is going to do his best in Mike Evans. And, and that's who Brady is really looking for. He's looking for Mike Evans. Uh, but you can't let those other guys beat you at the same time. No, you cannot. Um, you know, the run game, depending on how healthy Fournette is, could be a factor in the game. Couldn't be, could not be a factor in the game. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I think this is, oh man, this is going to be a heck of a game. This is going to be a heck of a game. The The line is Tampa by three. I'm going to chalk that up to home field advantage. I think if this was played in SoFi, I think it's Rams by three. Hmm. So, Caleb. Do you, so do you lean Tampa then over the Rams? 
No, I'm, I'm. Give me the Rams. Good. Oh, look, look, look at us. We're going. We're going to go. Uh, Are you going Rams? We're going to agree on this one as well. Yeah, yeah baby. I like, I like yeah, yeah. I like. That. I think, why do, I think, why do you like the Rams though? What I like about the Rams is number one, I think they got a coaching advantage. Sean McVay is a better coach, in my personal opinion, than Bruce Arians. Um, I think Cooper Cup will kick the Tampa secondary. I just think he's going to kill him. I, I, I think he's going to kill him. I think, I think he's going to have a massive game and I think he's going to kill him. And I mean, Bryce, if they can continue to get this type of rushing balance, I, I mean, 50 and 50 like that, that's just difficult to stop. Man. <laughs> I mean, 50 and 50, that's, that's ideal when you have two running backs. Can I get 50 and 50? Can I get 60 and 60? Whatever. I just like what they're doing. I think they're sharp. Um, I love what Odell's been doing for them the last couple of weeks. I love what Von Miller's doing for them the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I think the, the part I'm worried about, the part only thing I'm worried about is the safeties. Um, I think you can get away with it against Kyler Murray, uh, but I do not think you can get away with bad safety play against Tom Brady. Uh, I do not think you can do that. And so the safeties are going to have to be on it. Um, Eric Weddle's a guy that's that's understood the Rams' defensive scheme, and he's going to have to do a, a huge amount. I think you know this is, yeah, and it's it's a lot for a guy of his age, and you know the fact that he hasn't really been on the team much this season. But I think the pressure is on him to be really good. Um, guys like Darius Williams have to take care of their matchup. They got to take care of Brashad Perriman, like he's a borderline four fifth string receiver if their team's healthy. They got to take care of, they got to take care of guys like that uh, in order for them to win this game. And I believe they will. I believe they will. I like the Los Angeles Rams. I just think they're playing with such confidence. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really my big takeaway. Uh, next up, obviously, a game that everybody's really tuned into, uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, you know, Buffalo is looking red hot. Kansas City uh, comes out. They take care of Pittsburgh. They smack them. Or they smack them about second half. Well, let's look from the Chiefs. You know, they, they made the AFC, and they took it all the way uh, to the, you know, they didn't, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but certainly have been in it the last couple of years team that is obviously used to the big moments um, for you, Bryce, if the Kansas city chiefs are going to win, how would they do it? I think it's limiting the big play for the bills. I think, I feel like like once a drive, they get a pretty big play nice. from someone like, like a Gabe Davis or an Emmanuel Sanders um, or, or, um, you know, Stefan Diggs makes a really nice sideline catch for like 20, 30, 40 yards. Um, I think that, I think that's the biggest thing, right? The chiefs defense has always been porous. They've been playing well as of right. late. Right. Um, I would be curious to see if they can continue that play. I think that that's the big thing. I think you take away the Bills big play, um, make it hard on them, make them earn every single yard that they get. I think that's how you beat them. Hmm. Um, that that's that's what I'm going to be looking at uh, for for the Bill or for the Chiefs if they want to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to put pressure. I think the big thing for me is you just can't let Allen get comfortable, man. Patriots let Allen get comfortable way too much. And therefore, it was probably put up his best game. He's playing, really. Um, I think if you're the Chiefs, you're, you've you got to be able uh, to set the tone with this offensive line, Bryce. You, this is why you did it. You got Orlando Brown. You got Thune for this. 
mm. matchups like this. Um, can you know? And I think if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, can you just make sure that Mahomes hold up, is holding himself up against that constant amount of depth and rotation that the Bills pass rushers have? And I, and I also believe that they're going to have. They need to take advantage of of a secondary that obviously you know what the safeties are, but with Tre'Davious White out. Um, you know, I'm very curious to see how a guy like Tyree Kill comes out and plays for them. Does he have a couple explosion plays that take this game through the roof? And I think if he does, it's going to be difficult for Buffalo to win. Um, you know, and unless didn't you know from the Buffalo perspective, um, I'll start with it. I, I need Devin Singletary to kill it. I need Devin Singletary to kill it. He's been doing really well the last three to four weeks, but I think he's got to get that 80 to 90 yard rushing mark. I think he's got to really set the tone for them, uh, especially because I think Bryce, you cannot go. I, I would, I mean, I understand you have Josh Allen, but I would not go shot for shot. That's, that's just not how I would play it. Mm-hmm. I'm methodically trying to get, I'm, I want my defense rested. I want my pass rushers rested. If I go shot for shot, I don't, I just don't think that the bills are a team. I don't, I just wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be in that situation if I'm on the, you know, if I'm the bills on the road and, and I think they've got to be able to control that. And I think Devin Singletary is going to be much needed for them in order to do that. And, and I'm, I'm also looking at, you know, and I know a lot of people say it, but it's the truth. I think they've got to figure out, okay, Mahomes is going to make some incredible plays in this game. Uh, there's no denying that, but how many is he going to make? Right. Is he going to make five or six? Or can you get him to make two or three? Uh, that's enough to change the entire scope of the game. Uh, and I think those two things are what sticks out for me. Right, what sticks out for you with the Bills? Uh, well, I think they can't get they can't get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Right. The Chiefs had a lot of motion. They had a lot of cute plays against the Steelers that yeah. just confused the heck out of them. I agree. They had a, they were able to pick up a lot of yards. They were able to get touchdowns. I think you can't just get lost in the Chiefs' sauce. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a fun matchup, an intriguing matchup. Uh, the line is Kansas City by a point and a half, Caleb. Golly, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking here? Oh, God, I think this um, is the hardest game to pick. It's a hard game to pick. We might differ on this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we do. Maybe we do. But I'm taking the Buffalo Bills on the road. Okay, so we are going to differ I'm on taking, this. I've taken the Buffalo Bills on so the we're road. I, I, uh, I just think it's, to be honest, I think it's they've got a chance to really take advantage of the moment. And Give me Kansas City. Yeah, I, I knew you were going Kansas City, so why Kansas City for you? Patrick Mahomes, baby. Patrick Mahomes. I get it. I get it. Patrick Mahomes, no Tredavious White. Give me Patty Mahomes. I get it. I get it. No, I mean, I'm not. I get it. I think it's a complete pickup. You know, I just. I I, I think I, it's a know, pick em as well. So, like, if, if I don't get this pick right, like, I'm not going to be upset because, like, I totally <laughs> understand. Like, the Bills could very well win yeah. this game. Yeah, so, game definitely ball. a pick em for me. The one game I'll get upset by is the Packers because I said two touchdowns. That's the one game. I'll yeah, right, upset. right. Yeah. But other yeah. than that. I, hopefully we'll we'll see where we'll see where it goes, but uh, you know it should be a fun week uh, with these four games set. Uh, you know we'll we'll break them down for you next week. Uh, very excited uh, for all of the the game talk and discussion. And once again, thank you for being on the Wednesday Podcast.